She knows to a chance. Probably try to run. Didn't make it. Four dead bodies in less than 24 hours. But I'm Special Agent Remy Scott. We're gonna find who did this. No, we're gonna make them pay. FBI Most Wanted. New in two weeks on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. <laughs> Once again, we've got another giant discussion on the FBI shows. We again, it's been going surprisingly successful for quite a while now. Here to join me, I'm your host Soli, and here with me is Jade Seabury. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I cannot complain. <laughs> a long time coming. Plenty of binge watching. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest. When you oh binge yeah perfect show <laughs> right you don't want it to end and when it exactly. ends you're like what am i gonna find <laughs> yep okay so uh tell us a little bit about your uh tv uh just addiction just what when did you start getting into some of these various uh dick wolf produced shows <laughs> oh yeah we um i think my first of course was the law and order svu that was like I started, I was like, oh my God, like Dick Wolf, he's somebody special. He's like the one to watch. And I'm very into crime and mystery and solving the case. That's like, I'm, that's me all day. <laughs> yep. Even if it gets formulaic, there's just something about it that's just very intriguing. <laughs> exactly. You have to know who did it, why, like track down the bad guy. Like, why do they always run? Like when you call their name and you're like, okay, if you're not guilty, why are you running? That just automatically means you're <laughs> something. I just, I can't, I always have a thing about that. I'm like, stop running. Even if you <laughs> are guilty, don't run. Just let them arrest you. Let them grill you in the box. And like, <laughs> you just running automatically means you're guilty of something. Like who, like, why would you just run? All they did was call your name. In, in the middle of the street and you're just gonna start running from the cops who does that play it cool dude play it cool exactly <laughs> like deny 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 it's crazy <laughs> oh man so it doesn't blow your mind how at first they had a few characters from uh the one chicago shows come over here they had uh Officer Upton from Chicago PD yeah. come on here briefly, but now the the waters have totally changed up. You know, since we last talked, now we're beyond just FBI Most Wanted and the first year of International, and it's like now all these shows are about to, you know, uh, blow up exactly and stand on their own. Yeah, when I saw when I first saw S. Epitha Merkinson on. Chicago Med running, you know, the whole hospital. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, she really left New York. 
You're right. Van Buren became a hospital. Yeah, I was like, I ran into her on the Upper West Side. Did you really? A decade ago. Yeah. And she just literally walks around New York. That's what happens, really. Like, if you take the subway enough, you're going to run into celebrities because that's the great thing about New York City. You can just run into anybody on any given day. (laughs) Everybody's there. Yeah. Yeah, just walking around, running her errands, doing her grocery shopping. And I was just like, wow, she really left New York for Chicago, someplace colder. I, yeah, that's rough. Right. I've been with pals in uh, Chicago, and yes, it is certainly very bitter cold. <laughs> exactly. It's a whole other beast in New York. So I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> Never know what you're going to get. And uh, sometimes you might not like the result either. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But Chicago Fire had me hooked because it was similar to like Rescue Me. And yeah, I love firefighter shows and I love how they, you know, risk their lives. Like that profession is just hands down, like kudos. Oh, Dolly. And, uh, and don't get me wrong, guys, we're all going to retrace our steps here. It's all related, but no, that, that it's so true. Um, but better or worse, I mean, Chicago Fire, when it was first starting up, it started the whole loop. PD kind of got bigger, and then Chicago Med, you know, also took off recently. And Chicago Justice, unfortunately, lasted just one year, but I liked how that was the main connection to the Law & Order franchise. What if Michael Moriarty's, you know... Ben Stone's son grows up and works with the exactly. SBU guys. But yeah. Yeah. Chicago Fire is really interesting how instead of at first, like at least seven seasons, the first seven seasons are pretty much who's going to be the big boss, yeah. you know, doing office politics, who's trying to get someone fired, abusing their privilege. And now it's even more intense. Now it's like, I, I really want to know who's. Uh, they're kind of part police where they're working to solve pyromaniac crimes and then then they get into even more unusual political corruption where you're like whoa exactly. who misappropriated funds for the <laughs> oh man uh but yeah fbi like that there have been rumors that they might have the svu people come in just for a brief split oh, moment okay but it probably won't i don't think at this rate i don't know if that'd be a conflict of interest yeah, for both it's too much it's it would be too convoluted because they already have the crossovers with that they Chicago. do all the time with law and order and organized crime so <laughs> that, that would be a lot <laughs> too much even though they're both yeah, set in new york <laughs> the crossover between um FBI and organized crime. I mean, or um, FBI and Chicago PD because they had um, Maggie when she was on maternity leave. Supposedly, she was on an undercover um, undercover op with Voight. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it would be it would be too convoluted to be like, oh, now we're gonna put them <laughs> put SVU with them. It's just wait a minute. What are you guys doing? I get you want the whole universe to be, you know. Like right. one big family, but that's a lot. <laughs> well, no, no, and this is fine. We we tried all these detailed pros and cons. It might be too much of a good idea, and 
it might be even too much for the writers because and the actors might even get opinionated hey i want my character to do this oh we can't afford to do that so yeah exactly uh i'm just waiting for it though because it's just giant new york sets um a lot of the directors are ones who've been not only with Dick Wolf, but his friend uh, Tom Fontana. They've worked yep. as the main cinematographer on and Oz. Now his son is writing on I forgot which show. Is it is it organized crime? Let's see. Tom Fontana has a son. No, no, no. Dick Wolf's son. He's oh, Dick he's, Wolf. Uh, he's um Elliot Wolf. <laughs> appropriate. Wow. Yeah, he's 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 the writer and um the creator on one of them or an upcoming project. I just read on the New York Times um last month. So he's I was head of like, wow, that's amazing wow. that they're working on a new project together. And it's it's been in the making for a while. They said that they've been wanting to get this done for the last five years. Uh, I think the hate crimes one, yeah. Uh, oh, I, oh, okay. That's what it's uh, called? Okay. I, I believe so. And I think they just had to rework it because they were like, hey, the amount of hate speech that we're recreating, there's no way that's going to be acceptable oh, in the oh, airwaves. Okay. And then I think they reworked it as soon as organized crime took up that lot and they brought back the original Law & Order also. And I think okay. that's nice. why they said, hey, whatever happens, let's put it on Peacock. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It's gonna be a streaming show. I did, I did read that. Yeah, <laughs> and it would be interesting if, I guess they could probably do it like the Marvel What If thing, just have various characters come in briefly. Yeah, make it an anthology. Maybe not even say their name, even though we, the viewers, know that's clearly them exactly. playing the same character. <laughs> I mean, kind of like how they did with both Homicide and New York Undercover, where it's yeah. just like. The character who's established is there, but unless you're paying, you know, intense attention, you don't really necessarily know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so how, how are you liking uh, uh, the main FBI team? We got, again. I first started watching that because I was just so obsessed that maggie was on tv again i followed her from rookie blue uh there you go okay i was like oh my god (laughs) she was like missy i was like oh my god she's on television again (laughs) so that's originally why i started watching fbi as soon as i saw the trailers like eight months before it aired i was like Oh my god, I have to watch this. I was like, oh my god, my girl is back on television. So I had no idea about I didn't care about any anything else. I was just like, oh my girl is back on television. There you go, man. I was um, so distraught when Rookie Blue went off the air. It was such a good show. Wasn't it like four years or something? Yeah, it was amazing. And I was like, how dare they? Uh, she's yeah. always been pretty busy. I mean, I, I did see part of Van Helsing, uh, and then yes. there was she uh, was amazing in Van Helsing. <laughs> so much oh. shotgun action, and yeah, it was really great. But she was only in it like little bits and pieces because she was like the sister, and she wasn't like a main, you know. Yeah. So they had yeah. her like in and out. So you ever see Cybergeddon or her role on Reaper Heroes? <laughs> oh no i haven't seen that, I have to check that out. <laughs> yeah cybergeddon it was one of those it was like i think it was a web series created by the oh, okay. csi guy and then they re-edited it together as a two-hour movie and oh okay uh yeah. i actually got this 
uh, obscure Canadian TV movie she was in off eBay called Wide Awake, and I was like, "See, now I will check out anything she's in." She's in one of my she's in one of my sister's favorite uh, comedies. You ever see Stick It? No, Uh, just a wacky gym teacher comedy, and she's one of the. I have seen it. Yes. Yeah, that's old. Yeah, you're going way back. Yeah, that was like her first movie, and I just remember her from that too. It was like so. Yeah, because that's what happens when you realize who people are. Then you look at things from like 20 years ago, 15 years ago, (laughs) and you're like, "Oh wow, that's so and so." Because you don't realize realize who people are until they're they're big. Like now, I'm binge watching like old shows. Like I binge watch NYPD Blue, and I binge. I binge. (laughs) watch this series called third watch which is so cool it's like so much fun officers and firefighters and how they all you know fit together their houses are across the street from each other it might be loosely connected yeah (laughs) and i found it on tubi and i binge watched all this all six seasons and i'm like wow how did i not know this show existed and then you see all the celebrities that are in it. It's Viola oh, yeah. Davis is in it. Yes. Um, Sterling K. Brown. From Grey's Anatomy. Yes. All of these stars. Curly and you're Day. like, wow. <laughs> it's, it's just so amazing. And you see these people when they were first starting out in their careers. Because this show went from... 99 to like... like two, like 2004. But it went from like 1995. So you're like, wow. Right. Uh, and just uh, I had the graciousness of talking to someone who was overseeing some of the unit production management, and they did say, "Is this uh, since many of them were pretty much coming in at that time when TV was changing? Is like that became the norm? Is like everyone shoots fast? That adds to the urgency. That also adds to the style. Uh, and it is funny because that kind of is reiterated by a lot of Law and Orders." crew constantly saying get two takes kid and I'm like that's hysterical how it just keeps coming up and then I read old articles and then they said third watch was the only show that actually used real police officers and real firefighters in their scene they said that when production shut down everybody was so distraught because they said in New York City they gave so many people so many jobs yeah. Because they had like three and four hundred people on their sets every day. They they really gave people just everyday average people jobs. And then it was such like a family atmosphere. And they had, you know, real working NYPD officers and FDNY officers in their yes. backgrounds of their show every day and <laughs> as tech supervisors and everything else. So they just they just loved being on the set. So they didn't, you know, they didn't care. And they loved being a part of, you know, the atmosphere. And so I was just like, wow. I don't know why they did away with it. I always thought it had high ratings. I was just like, wow. So yeah, if anybody gets a chance, like go binge third watch on Tubi, you will not be disappointed. (laughs) Please. Yeah. And it kind of is in this whole St. for a Law and Order thing because it's kind of like Third Watch, you know, is a spinoff of ER and ER and yes. Chicago Hope, a great show that no one remembers. Oh, yeah. Yes. Where it did kind of little inside jokes implying that they were in the same universe because they, uh, I think that's the best part. They all led into each other. They were never mm-hmm. poo-pooing the other or saying, hey, I'm on the same channel. It was all kind of just simple yeah, acknowledgement 
Yeah, and and they had like mostly the same actors guest starring, and they had a lot of the people coming up at the same time. So yeah, so many, <laughs> exactly, so many people. It's like everybody made their career off that show, basically. Like Lisa Vidal, it was it was so many people. Vidal was, like, was gorgeous. Oh, Wendell man. Price, like who just won a Tony for Death of a Salesman, like and he's he up is so amazing. Awards. Yeah, he played Candyman, this crooked, dirty cop. Like, he is so many people on that show. Like, you're like, wow. Oh, Cody Bell from the game. Like, Cody it's just, Bell, yes. So many people on that show. You're just like, wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who? Oh, Nia Long from Best Man. Uh, so, so many people. It's just the <laughs> so list goes many. on and on. John, a future Oscar winning yeah, filmmaker, John Ridley. <laughs> um, John is playing. In in the last season, he's playing this um amazing drug dealer who yes. is like takes over the precinct and has so many diehard style like, takeovers. Yeah, it's just <laughs> crazy. Uh, so, do you think, in many ways, uh, these various John Wells and uh, Dick Wolf productions, because they use all similar style of kind of the Sidney LeMay with showing the legal system, different politics, and even uh, just different, just kind of gritty look at life and hard to describe answers. Uh, do you think this makes people also want to check out some of the earlier inspired works? Yeah, I think so. I think um, what really hits me about Dick Wolf and all of the like law and orders and what makes law and order i should say what makes law and order different from other products is because he always well not always but a majority of the episodes are ripped from the headlines that's what made it different that's what made him different from everybody else ripped from the headlines it's uh not a mockumentary but it's a it's a a flip on what's yeah. really going on so like the Weinstein case or like oh, yeah. Black Lives Matter protests or whatever's mm -hmm. going on in the real world, he's going to spin it on its head <laughs> and make a version of it, like a 80% version of what's really going on and, and flip it in a certain way and show what's really going on in the world. So if you look back 20 years ago and you try to Google what was really going on, I'm pretty sure whatever the episode was, there was something going on in that year. And you're going to be able to pretty much Google some of, you know, similarities and bring up a case that so happened many in cases, exactly. So many people even just who don't want to talk about this material, but it just shows exactly. you how this was still a thing back then. They commented on it. People thought it was entertainment. It's like, yep. oh man, that's how out of the loop you guys are. I get that it's depressing, but you should still. But it's real, exactly. <laughs> it's real, and this is what's happening in the world. And just like Marishka <laughs> Hargitay has been playing the captain of SVU for so long, and then it inspired her to make her foundation in the backlog. And she started this whole movement, and now in all of these states, she's inspired these states to actually enact stronger laws so that these rape kits don't just collect dust and die on shelves in a warehouse somewhere and then never get cataloged, never get reported. And these women never get justice and never have these rapists actually put in jail because so many states before in the past 
they never had a criminal database. So if right. you never had a criminal database and people, when they go into jail, aren't their DNA isn't being collected, then you can't run a systematic check against DNA rape kits. Exactly. As so, so many cold cases. Never properly, they were just collecting dust on a shelf and then they were never properly being ran or checked. So if it's just sitting on a shelf, what is it doing? Nobody's ever getting justice. So Exactly. Yeah. It is really amazing how many will just be cynical and kind of have a just it's not meant to be solved attitude. And it's just like, well, then what are you guys doing there besides stuff in your faces? You know? Exactly. <laughs> it's just, but it is good to know that, yes, entertainment can cross over and make some political and social change. And. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's just very interesting to just see how. You can we can go up and beyond this and mix kind of documentary subjects with fiction, you know, and NBC was pretty much the format for that because much like John Wells was doing with Third Watch and even West Wing, he is just uh, like Wolf won't won't ever stop. And yeah. he'll keep hiring all these various writers he's collaborated with over the years, like Matt Olmstead and company. But it is cool to like you say, just see the actors want to go bigger and better even do some directing and producing yep, and, exactly uh, and one of his shows that also ended too soon was um criminal intent law and order criminal intent oh I'm yeah like, why in the world did that ever go off the air i just couldn't i was just like what that was amazing i just couldn't believe it was criminal minds that, before it was a thing yeah yeah i was like wait what why in the world <laughs> I was devastated. I was devastated when that ended. I was like, <laughs> what in the world? Yeah, um, I, good. I it was a good question, it. man, because uh, it's still just constantly re-aired on Oxygen and company. Yeah, and it's always on USA. And uh, now my guy Vincent is like blowing up, you know, yes, so much Marvel. <laughs> and yeah, he's going crazy in, in that whole universe. <laughs> but, you know, on Daredevil and everything. But yeah. I'm just 100%. like, what in the world? Uh, and kudos to Norberto Barba, Craig Turk, and Peter Jankowski, and Arthur Forney, who, you know, often are doing all these pickup shots and script contributions on all of Wolf's productions, especially SVU and FBI. Uh, and they've worked with uh, D'Onofrio and some of those others on those various other Daredevil and Marvel Netflix shows. but. Um, uh, when you went into these FBI shows, so, you know, Missy's a big draw. And yeah. then you got this unknown Zico Zaki, who's done some other different movies and shows. Then next thing you know, you think, okay, it's going to be a typical New York show. Whoa, now they're changing and flipping it on its head. We're doing more than just white supremacists. We're also doing computer hacking and other little espionage. And whoa. And then I got <laughs> hit, hooked. I was hooked. And then I was like, wait a minute. So then I'm like, okay, I'm getting hooked. And then you like want to kill off my favorite character who I was tweeting with every week, <laughs> which was, um, what was her name? Renee. Um, oh, uh, Turner. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, wait. Wallace. yeah. I'm like, how do you like, wait a minute. I'm like, how dare you? Cause we were live tweeting every week. And I'm just like, who does that? Like, I don't I just don't understand. I think they like to shock the viewer. 
And I'm just like, what? And I'm like, her. it was like her first assignment out in the field, right? It was like the first time they took her behind from behind the desk. And I'm just like, who does that? Like, I or just, wait, oh, 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 the main gal, Kristen. Okay, I'm I, sorry, I thought you were talking about Tiff Wallace, but yeah, Kristen. No, no, no. Um, her yeah, name was the was, initial gal. Um, yeah, Bethany Noel, and she, yeah. and I was just like, oh, I yeah. was just so like I didn't pissed know, off. I didn't know about that. I didn't know if she didn't want to be on the show or if the no, producers. We, we were like literally talking on Twitter, and <laughs> we're like, what? Oh and they gosh, approached her to like kill her off. Wow. And I right. was just like, are you serious? Like, yeah. Apparently, like Missy, she got on the SVU train back in the yeah. 2010s and mm-hmm. they kept her contact. Well, no, I'm sorry. I didn't know about that. I know yeah. Katharine Kim was another one, one of the other Asian techs. And yeah. She's moved on to other things, but. Yeah, she I was really good in the company you keep. I, I, I've heard about that. That got canceled too. Why are they canceling spy shows, man? Yeah, mm. and I thought because of Milo, um, Milo from um, This Is Us, I didn't think anything that he was attached with would ever get canceled like that. Oh, uh, I I know even Ortiz from Most Wanted was even on it. <laughs> yeah. We'll return after these messages. Hello and welcome to Culture Shocked, the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss movies, TV, games, and even music, new and old. Dude, what do you think you're doing? Are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, for instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. J- no, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga, right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous. I don't even know where to Anyways, be- uh, that'll do it from all of us here at Culture Shock. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at Breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. (laughs) Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. 
the Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. BlindKnowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. So it was kind of a mini reunion with that whole exactly, saga. Yep. Uh, questionable decisions. I, I did recognize James Chen. He's the other male Asian tech. He kind yep. of reminds me of what's his name, the SVU, uh, the other tech. Uh, oh, yeah. Joe D. Love. When they played, uh, I um the child side. You're talking about the child psychologists, right? No, no, no. Uh, all the time. No, 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 not, 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 no, not, not the psychologist, oh, okay. the the technician who would come in. Oh, okay, Morales. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who does like the forensics and stuff? I know who you're talking about. Uh, yes, yeah, but he was yeah. similar to B.D. Wong, but yeah, he, yeah. he, uh, he was interesting in that he kind of would come in, and next thing you know, he realizes, oh shoot. I think I see a relative on here who might be breaking off. But yeah. Uh but yeah, I I just saw him on Mandalorian. I kind of like how he's kind of the guy who sets it up and half the time he'll be like, wait a sec, we're not good to go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so we've had a bunch of stuff. So uh, again, Valentine played by Cisco is the assistant agent in charge. Then Elena de la Garza, another law and order. Oh, is amazing. Like, oh, he, hey, yes, he, he plays that character to the T. Like, he's he's fabulous in that role. I think, I think he's the main connection as to why there's some other uh 24 directors coming on here, too. Oh, okay, because he was on one of those spinoffs, uh, the one that had Dre from okay. Straight Out Compton, but. Yeah, no. Uh, he believe it or not, he was even on the game and Homeland oh, as well. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> and yeah, uh, but he's mainly done some other just casual, just recurring stuff. And congratulations yeah. on tying the knot. On his engagement, yeah. <laughs> on a camel, no less. I <laughs> know, right? To Egypt. It, the pictures were gorgeous, though. <laughs> it was. That was a picture perfect moment. A thousand percent. Uh, and kudos to anybody just. Tiff Wallace is another one who, again, was on Broadway, and this is her first big on-screen acting gig. And now, basically, we got three different... Uh, it, it was kind of just two at first, just a duo that solves crimes, and everyone else is the backup. And now it's gone from O.A. and Maggie to Scola and Tiff, and yep. now... And Tiff okay. is killing it. Tiff is really killing it. And I like the storyline <laughs> with scola and nina and the baby and i like how they ended it on a nice note that was cute but they're they're confusing me with with jubal's character it's like they're all over the place it's like they're trying to let us in his private life and they're you for know Valentine, for those who don't yeah, know but they're yeah they're doing you know they're doing certain stuff and they're trying to keep us in involved in his life like oh okay they want to kill off his girlfriend and then they want to show us his son with cancer and then make him in danger. And then he saves him. Then he starts drinking again and goes off the wagon. But then they never bring that up again. 
it's kind of like how a lot of these shows work they they introduce like, stuff okay. how do you like put that up in the air so then i thought the drinking was why he was acting so weird in france with nina and then why that's why she got shot so then i was like oh okay they're gonna show us he's so erratic because of the drinking so they're gonna bring it up again they're gonna show us oh a bottle or him taking a swig but then they didn't so i was like oh he must have stopped drinking again he must be back on the wagon and then i'm like but then they never brought it up (laughs) i think they kept it ambiguous because if he were to talk about it word of it would probably get around but uh yeah i think i think they're gonna review a few more secrets i think they're really gonna hit home a little more on just why he keeps letting his life get out of control and but like you say they could hit on it a little more since they've introduced so much of it uh kudos to that actor actress uh his baby mama uh Chantel Van yeah, I've playing been Mitch. following her since her One Tree Hill days. Oh, that's what she's from. <laughs> yeah, she's from One Tree Hill, like, oh. what, 20 years ago now? <laughs> there you go. I, I've seen her on For All Mankind, some of her more recent stuff, The Fifth Final Destination, actually fourth. But yeah, she was on the show Shooter and The Flash, but uh, just another one who's just been busy as all get out. And I, I, I kind of dug how she kind of, I forgot she's on The Boys. Oh, my God. Uh, but Oh, yeah. She's great on The Boys, too. So I love The Boys. <laughs> yeah, kind of like... Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of... I'm just glad she didn't end up like Rena, who was one of Valentine's like uh, girlfriends who was kind of causing trouble as a Washington bureaucrat. Yeah, that was... Yeah. It was like, I'm feeling sorry for you, but I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, I get it. She she was, you know, trying to do her job at the same time as like not make waves for him. So I get it. It's well, it's rough. And they don't they don't illustrate her as a bitch. She's very independent on herself. She yeah. kind of just wanted to tell Scola, do you actually care about me? And at exactly. the same time, I don't freaking need your help, dude. <laughs> exactly. Uh but I I think they'll be there for each other. I don't think they're I don't I can't see them not continuing that friendship. I because otherwise what would be the point after all that trouble? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But who knows? I I don't know who the main showrunner is, but I applaud him for doing more just freak out moments. Uh Maggie, uh kudos to them for doing a very emotional one because the actress did have to take time off as she was expecting. Exactly. Yeah, they've they've covered her maternity leaves really well. Like the first time making her go on the special assignment and then the second time making her like, oh, have to recover from her near near fatal, like, oh, I Rice got and poisoning. chemical poisoning unit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> that was really good. They've they've timed those, you know, her pregnancies really well. So they're <laughs> like, oh, okay, you have to go on maternity leave. So we're gonna write this in the script. Yeah, they've done that really well. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, so they're not going to keep anybody from being a mom. and (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I would hope they wouldn't. And most shows are really weird. They want to be like, because we we can't hide this with pocketbooks and stuff like that. Like they're going to do on soap operas and comedies and stuff like that. Yeah, it's not happening. (laughs) Exactly. It's not happening when you have to run and jump. And (laughs) And all people are going to do is just complain, hey, you know, 
I mean, people have too much free time too. And exactly. don't get me wrong, some some geek this geekdom's pretty kind. There's been some occasional drama queens on Twitter, but I think most people are I would never describe it as thick a toxic fandom as say Halloween and Star Wars have become. It seems yeah. like they're pretty cool and laid back and kind of like the Chicago's and FBI's. They're very much like any other multi giant franchise like i don't know power or even star trek is just like mm-hmm. if you don't like the third or fourth or fifth show don't that's okay you can watch the main main two shows or vice versa i, I saw many who i mean we'll, we'll, we'll get into some of the others uh the the beauty of all of these shows is that they all have their own identity so yeah. you don't have to you know it, it seems like everyone's been pretty cool about hey if you don't like it no one is forcing you to watch it exactly <laughs> that's true yeah, like it's exactly like what happened with Most Wanted when I didn't appreciate them killing off Jesse. Like I was very like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. What are you guys doing? It was at first it was like, okay, what happened to the parents? Well, his 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 father and mother-in-law because they were like very instrumental in the show and then it's like all of a sudden he he had his girlfriend and then they just disappeared yeah they apparently didn't the actor didn't know either they just just like it was like poof you're gone then it was like okay we were vaguely seeing his daughter then it was like okay she has these little antics she's becoming a teenager acting out okay then it was like all about his girlfriend and him and then it was like he's dead what wait a minute y'all did not prepare us for this this is drastic yeah okay you bring my main guy in which i do like dylan so don't get me wrong i love dylan (laughs) but it's like whoa and he has a whole other energy i think it's kind of like criminal intent when they brought in jeff goldblum versus d'onofrio but yeah they're just kind of playing with the waters but yeah no i i I dug uh go uh gomez and uh uh, some of the other ones i'm just glad they kept the main supporting cast though you know uh, yeah and they took out his brother-in-law his brother-in-law disappeared too it's like wait where did he go he disappeared before the parents left it's like they had no outs they're like hey the daughter i guess that daughter's going to college Storyline for them, you didn't do anything. You just like disappeared people. <laughs> like, it's like they like to kind of make the viewer big, but half the other time it's like, come on, guys, give it throw some yeah, here. You just a poof, they're gone. Like, wait a minute. I yeah. need I need a heads up or something. Totally. The the backdoor pilot on that they did for this show on the main FBI show, I thought was cool, but same kind of deal. It kind of has that cold open in like a yeah. Twilight Zone show. So I was like, wait, oh, it's for the other sh- inevitable show. Okay. And then weird. It's definitely more like criminal minds nowadays. Um, but yeah, uh I, I applaud uh Kristen Gaines, the former naval intelligence gal played by Alexa da- yeah. Davalos, who I've been a fan yeah. of forever. And then, yes, bringing Dylan McDermott as Remy. It was a, a lot to get used to, but I, I, I do especially dig Edwin Hodge, butter of Aldish, as Frank Cannon. And kudos to him, another guy who just got married. Yes. 
everybody <laughs> starring families everybody that's I, I, I was like oh okay he's also on for all mankind so you see they oh, clearly okay. got the same casting director <laughs> they have to have <laughs> But yeah, uh, so the show has gone for several stages, and now yeah. that it's in season four, I think they're pretty much at the point where they're just like, let them all stand out. They they just did a giant crossover event that started on International and then went yeah. to the other shows. Uh, I can only imagine what the repercussions of that is going to be. Do you think Remy's have to go in and see Internal Affairs about shooting a uh airport <laughs> security guard while stopping a nuke or are they going to give him a pass <laughs> i mean they'll probably be fine i'm i mean i think if anything it'll be more about this oh, he showed his whole, id to him <laughs> this whole finale with the whole with the brother and that he used resources on his brother's case and that wasn't a part of you know okay I yeah mean, for for those who don't know he went on a manhunt oh, yeah, over right. his escaped brother's killer. And I, I do dig them doing that more instead of, because for a while it seemed like they were just given the leftover case from the main FBI show. They'd have some personal stuff and then it would spec the usual bomb defusing and sniping white supremacists and stopping other uh, bigoted senators and other stuff. But yeah, now they're even beyond that. Now they're doing some... They're they're off the, half the time. You'll see them basically at an embassy or a health clinic or some other just multi-state manhunt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I do the. I mean, they're making good use of the most wanted gimmick, but yeah, I would like to see a little more. Just kind of like how, you know, to bring Keisha Cashley Hughes from freaking Will Rider in Game of Thrones as the main you know intelligence gal. She's got a great rapport with Canon. Yeah. She's having them as roommates. That's that's the icing on the cake. But uh, at least we're still focusing on Cheryl. We haven't forgotten about yeah. her. Because uh, for a while, they kind of focused on her. But she was just kind of the B-plot in addition to Jess. Yeah. But at least they're still showing her family. Even though, like you say, they totally just didn't give any closure to Jess's family. <laughs> it's like wait a minute what it's like i don't know if they're kind of like the writers on organized crime where they're like okay now that that family melodrama got messy we don't want to focus on it more it's like well yeah. at least wind it down instead of imply that it's always going to be chaotic <laughs> yeah but even on organized crime it's like they at least didn't poof and magically yeah. lose Elliot's son he went away to college and now he's living in the dorm room because <laughs> yeah. he's like okay I need to you know get acclimated to school and I want to live <laughs> on the dorms and he you know he just was like okay the the I now it's just me and the mom here like no they gave a reason why his son wasn't there anymore they didn't just be like oh he's gone now like no <laughs> although i'm sure they probably couldn't afford some of the award-winning actors every half season too <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> get those costs down <laughs> like wait a minute what and in all fairness though they all drive each other crazy so <laughs> but they could have they disappeared his mom too but they didn't and at least they still show her every now and then true oh i'm just like wait a minute what are you doing and at least they they don't poof and get rid of noah like 
we love Noah, and at least they keep Noah. Uh, <laughs> I saw some dick pals who didn't care for Noah. I'm like, I'm sorry. That is the best acting in a long time I've seen by a exactly. rising kid. I mean, because yeah, he's really good. And I don't know what they're doing to get that great performance because it seemed like for a while it was you had to be like a Spielberg or Disney kid, just yeah. someone was able to get you out of your shell and improvise, but now. I don't know how you become a good kid actor in this day and age when half the time they still give you an annoying kid role. So it's just like, yeah, it's rough. Uh, it's better than it was back then where you saw, you know, kind of like the Culkins, you had parents gaslighting their kids for money. And now I think mm-hmm. they're finally getting ones who have a healthy backstory. Yeah, even the fact that they actually let us know that, oh, Carisi is, you know, got. <laughs> Rollins knocked up <laughs> and, <now they're, laughs> and, and they let us see their wedding and you know th- their surprise wedding at that they are a cute couple yeah going back to SVU guys okay. it's all connected <laughs> it's like wait a minute and then oh but they did poof and get rid of Munzee and we just got used to her <laughs> like I didn't even like her but we just got used to her it seems like and she was not gone. a fan favorite I kind of I think this is the deal with me. Like, Law and Order is so third person perspective. Half the time, I find the character interesting. The character's interesting, even if I don't really like them, because I know yeah. they're going to have just some bizarre backstory. But yeah, she and uh, the Octavio Pisano's guy both kind of, they pretty much assume. I, I would call them the Cassidy's 2.0, 2. 0, 2. 0, or 3.0, <laughs> because they're new people. They're one minute they're cynical, the next minute they're working with Finn or Stabler to arrest someone, then the next minute they're just driving everyone crazy and being uh, being uh, suspended by Benson. So, yeah. I don't think we need new people. I think they need to bring back some old people because any more new people, it's just, nah, we can't get used to any more new people. It's too much. Uh, it's been just rotating people the last couple of years. I feel like nobody's stayed more than like two years now. It's too yeah. many new people it's just too much i i hope this new showrunner just sticks with the same people yeah. and it's like first of all the fact that you even fired rollins in the first place we all are still like wait a minute i think they were trying to just freak them out and they just weren't ready for the suspense and the, so the horrible the horrible reaction from the fans because we're still pissed that rollins got fired yeah i didn't think she was gone she for good go. I... that was not her choice so <laughs> no Oh, uh, I mean, I th- I'm cool with occasional shock value, but yeah, if they got to backstep half their shocking surprises, is like just exactly just go for more shocking crimes instead of shocking cast departures. <laughs> yep, exactly. So unless they're gonna bring back a an old person, then no, they need I mean, to that, that crossover in general. I I just thought was cool, just showing the new Law & Order guys along with the older ones working with SVU and then having organized crime be the ones who, you know, try and get it solved before the feds do. Yeah. <laughs> and especially good on him for just kind of like the main FBI shows, just, I wouldn't say they're a family, but give them an idea of what they do as soon as they clock out. And it's like, that's yeah, key that's to giving us the human integrity because we know they're working the job none of us would want to work but we also know that they're not you know 
mega superheroes mm-hmm. <laughs> impervious to damage uh yeah uh, if they want to keep having it stand out I'm, I'm with you they just need to get some more shocking crimes and headlines torn out instead of just trying to say well i guess they're gone oh let's bring them back <laughs> exactly because that the same shit befell criminal minds but here's the thing there's no reason for this in the dick wolf family versus the criminal exactly. minds family where you had a cbs executive being a jerk and to a bunch of writers arguing and then cast negotiations so it's just like that should not be befelling this but who knows i i get that these shows work long and fast and it's a mixture of again exciting drama uh i'm not sure what they could do next but if they keep these crossovers uh i think this kind of brings us mainly to international <laughs> yeah this is the taken man on fire of the show <laughs> Which international, they pretty much stopped showing people's personal lives after yeah. after um they broke up after, you know. And this is another one. A, a lot of these guys, uh, you're looking them up. They they worked on a bunch of other Dick Wolf productions as well. As, there was the show that had, do you know, uh, Jean Reno from Leon the Professional? Yeah. Okay, so they did a cool show, him and... uh. Dick Wolf and Renee Belser produced this one thing, and they made a loose in the series finale. They made a loose connection to Law and Order by implying that the one blonde uh, serial killer thief from Criminal Intent might still be alive or under a different oh. alias by a copycat killer. And I was like, see, that's a fun little Easter egg. But that was another one. It was a big major for a minute. And long story short, it was supposed to be a fun international production. Several British companies got involved with it and they shut it down. Like, wow. no one had anything to do with it. And it was like, what? And <laughs> it's, I, it, it kind of happens. It was similar to kind of how the Lincoln Lawyer show came around. The person they did a deal with decided, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, well, you owe us this X amount of money for agreeing to air it in this certain market. So, it was kind of just another one. It's very hard to track down a copy of it and it's no longer on Hulu, but if anyone can check it out, they'll have fun with it. But yeah. it's basically what international is too, except instead of being in France, it's just at a foreign embassy. Oh, uh, okay. Budapest. But so yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. International, it has occasional stunning crimes, but the character backstory kind of minuscule. Yeah. I think um, now that they added in the two, well, his new friend sleeping with Vanessa, well, Cameron, Bo, I think... They got Katrin and Tank for the main... Yeah. yeah. At at first, they were kind of having... I don't know about that because we all know that she's, (laughs) well, not in love with, but she has, um, you know, a little crush on Andre, so on Reigns. So. Yeah. But he's, you know, in love with his girlfriend. So, I mean, I feel like she should have either said it in the beginning or just, you know, just threw that to the wind. Yeah. So, I mean, she'll try to make a go of it, but just so she can get reins out of her head. But, yeah, that's as far as, like, personal. That's that's the only personal we get now. 
or we get Reigns with his girlfriend. Jamie, yeah, true. Jamie and Scott were even supposed to be a thing, and they quickly broke that off and was like, yeah, why? They're adorable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah. then, yeah, and then now we just, yeah, that's all we get now. So I don't know, maybe. Kudos to the filming of it, though. Because I, I hope they do more development because other than the crimes i'm kind of not really like to say i'm not getting yeah it's it's kind of dry now that we don't get any substance anymore and then now we don't even get the dog anymore it's like yeah the dog we don't even get the dog running down the criminals anymore (laughs) that dog was fun i guess he got did he get injured in one episode and then well he didn't get injured but we he had to have surgery because they said it wasn't cancer but it was something that's what it was okay shoot. yeah he had to heal and so but now it seems like he's healed because on the on the last episode he he said he you know brought him out again so and that was like the first time he's done that I guess in like they oh. figured it was getting repetitive but it's yeah, kind exactly. of the right kind of repetitive so i would like to think that like you say that would make the crime stand out more i mean i was yeah. especially digging some of the embassy takeovers but now they're kind of back to who's visiting businessman's kid just got kidnapped yep. and so it's interesting i've seen a lot of people who like I kind of for a while most wanted was kind of my favorite. Uh the main show yeah. is kind of the main family show. Uh this one's pretty popular with a lot of my friends and I don't really get it, but I I kind of this is kind of the fun of it all is it's all different enough that uh you go with whatever cards are played, but I'm kind of with you on this. I I don't feel like if they were to have kind of just a little more add a little sugar and salt and even spiced up both the cases and characters, I might like it a little more, but it's kind of more just kind of filler for me. Yeah. And so I, what's your take on why they changed Europol agents? Like, why did they change it to Smitty? Because that would that really threw me. Like, do you think that they just wanted somebody younger? I think they kind of let, they're falling victim to what every spy show ultimately kind of tries to do, where you try to just, Kind of like every other precinct or medical show, there's a threat of losing investors or mm-hmm. a bureaucrat is shutting it down, not liking his results. Because Someone's I getting like fired. that they brought her back, but, you know, this, yeah. what, two episodes ago that was. But I'm just like, why did y'all get rid of her in the first place? Because I loved her. And then I'm just like, so what was the point of bringing her back then? If you felt like, oh, you wanted somebody younger or you felt like, she you know because obviously you brought her back for a reason smitty isn't she she's not rating well or she's not connecting because you obviously brought back you know brought her back for a reason so i'm just like what's going on yeah it feels like they're aiming for a lot of surprises but sometimes they're not like you say they're taking their sweet time coming to the surprise so to speak but at the same time you'd like to think okay maybe you can outline this a little better (laughs) true yeah because christian paul she was great i don't know why they got rid of her i'm just like okay yeah i i don't know It, it used to be back in the other days it seemed like they just had constant uh contract renegotiations but i'd like to think that they could perhaps just outline this a little better just say hey give us three years of this 
yeah exactly that's true but like they I used to say oh you know give us give us eight years if and then <laughs> if this series goes further then we'll renegotiate after eight years something because that's what so they did much. with the actors for Grey's Anatomy <laughs> yeah it is yeah. just that's a lot to ask to try and because it takes so much effort just to get them interested in that's kind of one flaw I had with this like you could probably say first two episodes of the first two FBI's they weren't quite there yet and yeah. like anyone and especially when they would introduce someone new is like getting a little comfortable okay now they're they're ready. They now they're they got it. Here, there would be times where their acting would kind of vary, and I don't mean that against the actors. I get that that's a hard shoot, and you don't know what take they'll use. But mm. there were times where it didn't seem like they were completely comfortable with the roles. Yeah, and I think they are just shooting it way too fast, and I don't know why. Because are they actually filming it overseas? I thought it was all. I don't off. know. Okay, let's see. FBI. They might be filming. That would be a really big budget, though, because all of the all of the it's shot in Europe. Oh my God, it is. Yeah, that's a lot of money in Hungary. So maybe that's it. Because I would like to see Kristen from Most Wanted kind of show up once in a while and maybe take them on a mission. Because she seems like the type who might be able to get them out of their shells. Because other times we'll see someone talking to each other but they're kind of not it kind of got like you say so much on their mind but we're still yeah, not, not knowing what's yeah. troubling <laughs> yeah. i don't know well hungary i feel like it's not as expensive as like london would be or you know <laughs> yeah and we're a far cry from that one svu episode where they make it look like staplers in europe even though exactly it, it, they probably picked the cheapest place <laughs> to film at. So. They probably did, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's probably not that bad. <laughs> I mean, it's still expensive, but it's not as expensive as it could be. <laughs> well, so I'm hearing threats of them possibly canceling international. I think it's just gossip and rumor. I think it'll be around because, yeah, much like Criminal Intent, they kept rescheduling it, and eventually had to reshuffle to internet cable because just the ratings were bad. I, I think, like, with this happening in between both the main FBI show and Most Wanted was a good idea. Yeah, I think idea. that's probably why they changed the time slot. I, I would hope, because Most Wanted is a little more gritty nowadays, even. Like, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad, like you say, that Remy is his own unusual heart and soul, but he's not a hard ass. He already had an affair with a judge. Mm-hmm. And I like on, the judge. Oh yeah. Wendy Moniz. Yeah. Good actress. She's busy on both this and Yellowstone, but that was another story. They kind of started it. Then it kind of ended, but at least they gave a reason versus the other stories, like you exactly. say, which felt yeah. unresolved. So yeah, if they're going to keep showing agent cannons relationship and, I think he'll, I think actually if he tracked down the judge and got back with her, that'd be good because he knows now, he knows that he had commitment issues and he knows why now that he finally had justice for his brother, I think he can have relationships now, now that he has a new relationship that he can, that he's forming with his nephew, 
he'll, you know, he he can have real significant relationships now. Yeah. And it's just a good it's a, some at least one person has to succeed <laughs> instead of just exactly. be out for blood. Yeah. But that is also why I like the show. So many other shows just show just depressing stuff like them having no life or what have you. And it's like, yeah. well, that's only good for so long. I need to lo- be let in a little bit. So finally to applaud them, they are kind of doing more of what 24 does, where you just have a little more just kind of just why they're getting good at their skills, show some career advancement, and then show that they're acknowledging, hey, this is probably the last dangerous mission I can do. Because if mm-hmm. I do one more, I definitely am not going to come back alive. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I'm just glad they're not doing what so many other franchises are doing. Because like, kudos to all the crossover episodes. Uh they look very theatrical and larger than life. They, since they a lot of the same crew, you actually feel like it's all connected because the NCIS crossovers all the time piss me off because you can tell they're not in the same room talking to the view screen or what have you. It just always looks like it was literally, you know, five second take. <laughs> and uh, these guys do a good job of making you at least believe the green screen and not just being exposition dialogue. They're all yeah. brain, much like all the other Dick Wolf shows, they're all brainstorming in the strategy room before they go and do the mission. <laughs> and so many other shows are just so, it seems like CBS can't buy Dick Wolf. If he says, hey, that's it, they're not going to try and mm-hmm. ask for another series order because all the other shows seem to fall on CBS, seem to fall victim to we got to have a crossover. Ratings are low, even though we're not even in the same universe. Let's just have a crossover. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think um, Dick Wolf, if it was canceled on CBS, he would he would bring it over to NBC because he's had a longer relationship with NBC. So I could totally see it. Uh, yeah. Peacock owns it. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, NBC is going to probably get to the point where they're just like, OK, you own the network come up with programming <laughs> exactly and because at the end of the day cbs is just trying to cut corners with you know money and things mm-hmm. like that so they're they're slashing things that have good reviews it's not like they're just looking at monetary. don't get me started <laughs> yeah they're just like what they did with SWAT, what they tried to do with SWAT. That was unbelievable. Yeah, you're telling and, me Shamar Moore is not yeah, made of that's money. that's one of the highest rated shows <laughs> that they have on television. So, oh man, yeah, that dude has charisma. Ratings, <laughs> but they're looking at what has the biggest budget. So, yeah, it's just uh, that's they're following in lines with what Fox did with nine one one. They're they're trying to slash things with that's big a good point. That is such a yeah, point. So I don't necessarily think that if they do cancel it later on, I don't think it necessarily has to do anything with ratings. They're doing what Fox did. They're doing what you know other networks have done. So yeah, because Fox slash nine one one and the residents, two of their top rated shows. All because it didn't fit in with their bottom line and they were too expensive. So, and what CBS tried to do with SWAT, which was cancel it, and then the fans were outrageous. I tweeted like crazy. We signed petitions 
So yeah, we got it back at least for one more season, and then hopefully after that, you we would can think that would have been on Paramount Plus to begin with, much like Sil Team. And it just yeah. seems like they just said, no, it's too much. It's like, well, why is it too much? <laughs> and I mean, I get it. I get that, you know, those stunts and those, you know, the weapons and everything else, that's a lot of money. I get it. But I've at the end of the day, if enough. that's your top rated show, then it, I'm sure it's bringing back the money. With Like, where are you losing money from? Your I... executive that you're paying all of these millions and stuff too no don't stop i talked it. to one of the uh stuntmen who doubles the asian american lead on there mm-hmm. and yeah it, it is just that it's very tight mm-hmm. shoot very intense but yeah they, they got plenty of time and money and exactly i'm sure those explosion and the pyrotechnics and everything i i get having it having a character it, from the shield yeah. the shield show up because it's some of the same writers i mean yeah. that's class over enough but yeah i they're, they're also a little i they've already announced an ncis spinoff set in sydney and i'm like guys i'm hawaii's <laughs> barely cut a mustard i don't think you need to make a spinoff every five years <laughs> exactly no that's ridiculous <laughs> it was already a gamble is like okay mark Harmon wants to retire who are we gonna replace oh Let's bring the boss from Office Space, Gary Cole. <laughs> it was wild when he first joined because he was making references to other movies and shows he had been on, like Veep and West Wing were kind of the most mm-hmm. abundant. But at least they let us get familiar with them for five episodes and a season season finale. And it's like, but so many other shows, like you say, had not been doing that. They've been kind of just yeah. forcing the chain. And then they wonder why people didn't accept it. It's like, well, you didn't give us time to breathe. <laughs> A lot to take in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I hope they make better decisions and with some of these other franchises. And yeah, I think international will continue. And if they want to continue, it'll probably be on Paramount or Peacock streaming. Um, but yeah, I would like to see a little more crossover with all the shows. Uh, especially maybe have most wanted. Uh, work with the international team a little more just for whatever reason just the crossover i mean when they did the chicago crossovers that's even more fun because there's a reason for it you know it's like exactly yeah they're at the hospital well chicago med's the biggest one so it makes sense for Mm -hmm. there to be five different doctors from and you don't have to have seen any of the other episodes for it to all make sense that's exactly it's kind of like the star trek shows it all breaks into each other's universe without interference yeah i assumed that with this big um what was it like an atf raid i guess you can say because oh yeah yeah when casey when casey brought this case i assumed that this was going to be a crossover this finale that they just had where when he proposed and everything i thought this was going to be a crossover because i'm like oh he came to town he brought them all this information about you know these people he was looking for i was like oh this is gonna be a crossover and then it wasn't so i was confused but i was like oh okay uh, yeah so for those who don't know so yeah hannah has a sister casey i i do hope that they flesh her up yeah um i'm just hoping in general just this whole franchise really just keeps going strong doesn't have any more interruptions or anything Yep, for sure. But 
uh, also, isn't it funny how the Scola guy has been typecast? He started off as one of the New York federal agents on 24. Then he goes to Bones. Now he's here. He's <laughs> playing an FBI agent. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. I'm just like, wow, okay. They, you know, they always play like the FBI agent or the cop or the mom or, yeah. Funny how it works. <laughs> and Nina, she's always like, that like girlfriend or that you know mom but i like i like her as oh the fbi agent i'm like "Hmm, this is different for her this is like a new i was like i like female action heroes that's cool yeah i was like i like this this for her (laughs) i'm with you uh did you see by any chance uh east new york (laughs) Oh my gosh, don't even get me started on how they canceled my favorite show. So good. I'm so destroyed. I was like, they could have totally had maybe just put that on streaming. But like you say, so amazing. Takes a whole village for everyone to argue. It sure does. Well, we signed a petition, but I don't know what's going on in East New York. So they're trying to say that East New York didn't have the ratings, I guess. Even then. But that's hard for me to believe. I I find I think it's bullshit. Especially but. after it was it you know it's they partnered it with Equalizer. I I find that hard to believe, but okay. Thousand percent. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I'm hoping they just keep enhancing this universe. Um, keep reminding everyone, hey, long time uh watchers, just make yep. sure you respect us. <laughs> exactly yeah east new york was amazing that would have been i don't even can even imagine what they would have done with season two i think oh well season two would have all been about the campaign it would have all been about the election oh totally some revisions and and trying to keep the crooked people out of the election yep (laughs) and i think they would have been coming harder than ever at regina and <laughs> Haywood, man, Inspector Haywood. It would have oh, been. They would have tried to overrun everything she fought, fought for, and then she would have just had to fight for her seat even harder because now she didn't have anybody that had power to fight for her anymore. So it would have wow. been. Whew, it would have been a race. She's it got been, this. She can handle it. <laughs> yep, it would have been a real fight for her. So she would have had to go to the media she would have had to do more interviews she would have had to really fight in the media because that and had the people in the community because nobody else is she didn't have anybody in the in the higher ups to fight for her so yeah that's that's the only way she would have had to do it she would have had to up her profile like she did like she tried to do in the beginning i should say with that escalated drama yeah exactly i for those who want to find other procedurals, there's plenty of them on the streaming platforms. I recommend Bosch to anyone. Wants oh, to yes. <laughs> Bosch and Bosch Legacy is on, is for free on Freebie, everybody. You can watch it on Freebie. Everyone get it's it. free app. You you all can get it. Um, Go to your app store and, yeah, watch <laughs> it all because Bosch is the man. Bosch is amazing. Uh, and just can't wait for him to bring back uh, Jay Edgar, as well as the lieutenant on that. Yes, I can't wait to watch the new <laughs> season. I'm just waiting. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> Damn you, writer strike. <laughs> hey, 
oh my god i, I would hope that they finished this season already oh they, they, they have they were, they were editing it now so yeah oh, no, really? oh, no writers man. no writers strike holding them up no they, they're on time <laughs> okay good okay good i'm sure they order it all in advance anyway just because you know yeah times are wasting <laughs> don't come through yeah, like yeah that would be so great <laughs> you have anything uh you'd like to plug miss Seeger? um I have my company, Diverse Tunes. You guys can check that out. Our website is diversetunes.com. D-I-V-E-R-S-E-T-O-O-N-S.com. And you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, everything. Yep. Okay, very nice. Uh, Please uh, send us the link for that also. I would love to include it in the show notes. Um, But... Okay, this was dynamite and <laughs> so much yes, it was great we anytime and it's so weird there's a there's a big fan base but not everyone seems to want to talk about the show it's like guys talk about <laughs> what gets you up in the morning what you sit yes. down for i'm down to don't talk anytime <laughs> <laughs> don't be shy <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm down to talk anytime Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up-